Hey guys, thanks for checking out Guns Radio. And before we get started with our show, though, we have to say something, don't we, Mr. Caputo? Oh, yes, we do. We just actually uh, hit a, over 150 followers over on our Twitter page. Also, FYI, if you haven't followed there, check it out at Guns and Radio Pod. Give us a follow. And while you're there, you can check out, we got a poll running now, so a few days left, you can vote on the next song that we're going to cover for a future bonus show. It's GNR themed, since we haven't covered like a Guns N' Radio song, no, God, fuck. <laughs> a Guns N' Roses song in quite some time. Which I want to say thank you to you guys, first of all. We definitely want to thank you for following us and getting us to that goal so we could make a bonus show for you. Mm. But uh, head over to uh, the Twitter poll right now. You've only got today's Monday, so they got what three days? Two, two, two-ish days. Oh shit! So like, do it now. Like, right now. Yeah, go to Twitter vote right now. Definitely, guys. Thank you for that. And if you want to find out how you can help us help you by giving you more bonus shows, you can head over to GunsAndRadio.com. Check out our promotions page, and uh, we will list there what our next bonus show goal is going to be. So uh, with that, go vote. Go vote now. Pause the podcast if you have to, but whatever you do, go to go to Twitter, at Guns and Radio Pod, vote right now for the bonus show. And uh, now with that, let's go ahead and start the show with Claire. You know who you are! You're in the Guns and Radio Podcast, baby! You're gonna die! It's the Guns Radio Podcast coming to you live from that crazy internet that Al Gore invented. And, of course, by way of GunsAndRadio.com. As always, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. Welcome to episode number 44 of the Guns and Radio Podcast. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I'm really looking forward to this music video for obvious reasons. Because <laughs> yeah, this is a very interesting one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Beautiful Dangerous Today by Slash from his solo album. This is the first one from the Slash solo tracks, isn't it? Yeah, it's the first one from the Slash and Friends album, as I like to call it. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Well, we'll talk about that album, and we'll talk about Slash, and we'll have a, a lot of great things to talk about today. But it's going to be a good episode. I'm really looking forward to it. How about you, my friend? Damn right, man. It's going to be another great Monday, another great episode of Guns and Radio. So stay tuned and keep listening for the next hour. Hell, yeah. It's time to blow the whistle. Ride that shout out train. Whoop whoop. So who you got for this week? Alright, first off, big shout out to the Dave fucking Kushner himself, the former rhythm guitarist of Velvet Revolver, um plus for a comment on one of our uh, uh, Instagram pics where we did the No More No More by Velvet Revolver episode. He loved that Photoshop <laughs> edit somehow, so shout outs to him. I'm trying to get him on the show, hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. You can see on the video here, fingers crossed, that we get them on here, hopefully. <laughs> that would yeah. be really cool. Yeah. And also, uh, another big shout-out to our guest from last week, uh, Brando from AFD Show. You can check him out. He's also on Spotify. Uh, Twitter is the AFD Show. Follow him on Instagram at Appetite for Distortion. And also to our good friend, uh, the reigning multi-time guest on the show, Third Man Dan from What the Famicom. Uh, Twitter and Instagram both have what the Famicom. Give those guys a follow. They're some very good friends of ours, and uh, yeah, they're also big Junior fans. 
doing, doing their shit. So shout out to them. Yeah. Damn straight. Hey man, as always, don't forget if you want to join the conversation and chat with Caputo and myself, you can always go to our Discord. Come join the conversation and chat with us all week long. Plus, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, what a hell of a week it's been at the point that we're recording this. Uh, we're in the midst of, I think we should say something about everything going on in the news right now. Uh in the midst of all the protests and everything going on, I just want to say personally, uh, I'm with you guys. I stand by your cause. And, uh, you know, this whole country was founded on a revolution. And uh, the, the ancestors of the people that are currently being oppressed, at least in my country, are some of the some of the people that also helped fight and defend this country and... Um, there's no excuse in 2020 for people to be treated the way that poor kid got treated that started all of this in the first place. <clears throat> While I don't agree with burning down businesses and shit like that, um, I, I do believe that sometimes a little bit of civil unrest is necessary to get your message, message heard. And, yeah. um, as far as... I know you would agree with me on this, so I'm not really speaking out of turn. I can say that we agree with you guys, and we're definitely supporting your cause. And uh, we wish you all the best. And uh, you've got you've got allies in us. I can say that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not just like the whole you know systematic racism. It's not just not just yeah. It's more highlighted now in the states, whatever. But like, it's it's in a lot of places, and I think. Now with this, all the, the peaceful protesting, you know, I feel like there's a good time for a change. And, uh, you know, we are definitely part of that. We were part of the Blackout Tuesday. You know, the show must be paused. We took part in that. And then um, we're just doing doing part, part of the cause, you know. Um, I mean, and people... It's a small yeah. part, let's be real. But, I mean, it's what we're able to do. Yeah, it's better than playing neutral because in a situation like this, you can't stay silent. You have to say something. You have to pick a side. I can't believe there's still fucking sides to this argument. And yeah, it baffles me. Yeah, it's just so, the stories you hear, man, are just crazy. How like you don't know, like you the next time you know someone like like you know a person of color, or whatever, gets pulled over, that could be basically the end of their life. Like it's yeah. crazy. And so, yes, I do hope that these fuckers that are doing this to people uh, get what's coming to them. And, I mean, it's really difficult to find words to say. And, and really, it, it's one of those things that does leave me speechless because it's the year 2020. Mm. We literally had a whole war over this shit. And then another, what, 50 years ago, it took them like 50 fucking years just to treat these people like people. Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's an embarrassing part of history it for is. me. And it, it, yeah, it's like, why are you flaunting that like fucking Confederate flag? You're, that's like flaunting a participation trophy from when you were like 12 playing <laughs> baseball. Go fucking home, you loser. This is true. Yeah. yeah. You racist pigs. But uh, I don't want to get political. 
I've said what I had to say about it. Even though some history uh, definitely needs to be uh, to be observed and uh, corrected today, because we've had long enough, some history is actually fun to talk about, and that's what we're going to do right now. We've got to go back into history. All right, so let's do that. Sorry, I get a little heated on this shit, so. I, I, no, hey, man, it's all good, you know. Like, gotta, gotta air out the bullshit. Gotta air out, you know, grievances. Everyone's got an opinion, you know. Yeah. Whether uh, but, we all think it's a shitty one or, you know. But I don't like to divide our audience. Music doesn't divide people. We bring people together. Absolutely, yeah. So that, let's let that be the focus of the rest of, the, of this episode. Bringing everybody together. So let's, uh, <clears throat> and now, let's do this. And on this day in rock and roll history, in 1958, the first teenage all music TV show. Oh boy, I wish I had a sound effect. Uh, we'll just use this one. Get your shit together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was broadcast for the first time in the UK. And each week, oh boy. Featured a resident artist uh, plus a selection of uh, special guests. And uh, these included uh, Cuddly Dudley, who sang on 21 different shows. What's your favorite Cuddly Dudley song? Um, there's is, No, real question, though. Is Cuddly Dudley one of the missing like Dudley boys from wrestling? Ah. Uh, ooh, that's creepy. What would he look like? There's a whole family of them. I don't know. It'd be interesting. He'd probably just be like trying how, to like hug everyone. How would Cuddly Dudley work? Especially if it, now, if you take Bailey and you make it a girl, <laughs> it's far less creepy. But CW yeah. didn't shy away from creepy. So yes, I think your idea could work with that one. I mean, they had they had so many friggin' Dudley. There's dances with Dudley, sign guy Dudley, big dick Dudley. If they wouldn't have shut down, they were going to introduce Papa Dudley. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, I've talked to the guy that was going to be Papa Dudley, but uh, that's for another podcast. Cliff Richardson did 20 shows. Uh, I don't know who that is either. Uh, the Drifters, who later became The Shadows, did 17 shows. Marty Wilde also did 17 shows, and the guests included Billy Fury, Tony Sheridan, I don't know who that is. Uh, Shirley Basie and uh, Lonnie, uh, another fucking name I can't pronounce, uh, <laughs> with the occasional U.S. stars, such as the Ink Spots, Conway Twitty, Brenda Lee. Good Lord, you're really scraping for stars when you got to include Conway, Conway fucking Twitty in. Hello, yeah, darling. Family, yeah. family Guy's favorite artist. <laughs> 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 we don't know how to end this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Conway oh. Twitty. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Oh, too bad we didn't think of that in episode one. We could have been doing that bit every every single week. Yeah, see you later, guys. Here's some Conway Twitty. <laughs> Hello, bitch. Nice <laughs> to see you. It's been a long time. Where's my money? <laughs> oh, my God. Here's one from 1969. Nice. Uh, during a short five-day UK tour, Led Zeppelin appeared at the Free Trade Hall in Manchester, England. The flyer for the tour stated, come and take off. Um, levitate with the new Led Zeppelin album. 
Some interesting tagline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that the name Led Zeppelin is lost on pretty much this entire generation. Yeah, in a way. Like what that means, because I don't, I don't think anybody knows what a Zeppelin is anymore. I was gonna say those are those are relic of history, realistically. Well, fucking good. Weren't they slow as fuck too? I th- yeah, I think so. I'm not like too accurate about it. If we have any historians listening to this, definitely let us know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Duran Duran in 1981. Duran Duran released their debut studio album, which reached number three on the UK charts and remained in the UK top 100 for 118 weeks. In the US, the album reached number 10 on the Billboard 200 and spent 87 weeks on the chart. Singles from that album include Planet Earth uh, and Girls on Film. I mean, those stats are crazy because, like, back then you could have one album and it would be on the charts for a good 118 weeks. That's, like, almost over two years right there. And now it's, like, an album's on the chart for, like, less than a month. It's yesterday's news after five minutes. It's manufactured that way. Yeah, that's that's what the only, like, that's a real con of, like, streaming and stuff where it's like, oh, look, this person released a new album. I just consumed it, and one week later I'm fucking bored of it. And I'll listen to it for another four months till it comes on shuffle. Well, that's because a lot of songs are made to be catchy, so they'll get all the downloads in that two-week stream, streaming. And you don't get a lot of bands because it's cheaper to pay one artist. So they'll they'll make mm-hmm. like they'll sit in these boardrooms and they'll come up with these catchy songs, and they'll get them together and everything, and they'll plan like two weeks that this song is going to pump out, and they've got this shit down to a fucking science. But it's so synthetic and it's so fake that that's why music sucks now. Yeah. Like the shit will shit become they make these earworms that like like get stuck in your head and that's what they're supposed to do. That's why everything's so fucking repetitive now. And uh, I mean they're catchy songs, a lot of them are, but then they don't last very long. They don't have any staying value. Mm-hmm. That's why I think classic rock won't be a thing in twenty fucking years. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're considering the nineties classic rock now, like oof, there's not much left after that. There really isn't, but I mean, that's, that's, that's why I hate that corporate fucking boardroom goddamn music scene right now. Plus, I think uh, we were talking about this with somebody else, or maybe I heard somebody else talking about it. I I don't remember where it came from, but uh, I was talking with somebody about uh, what it was like to uh, having music back in the day when all you really need was a catchy band name because nobody could look you up on YouTube or Spotify or anything to see if you suck before they came and saw you at the club. Look at Motley Crue. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Motley Crue does not suck. Vince Neil live has always sucked. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just like those videos you ever see, like them trying to like put the lyrics to him singing live and he's just like he's like but it's always been like that like it's not like with guns and roses how axel sounds kind of shitty now but like he used to sound fucking amazing live and then i think to add on to that too is like people like give shit for axel because the odd time he'll like mess up like a line in a song or like forget a word or something but like vince neil doesn't fucking sing the actual song and there's probably a teleprompter there but like i don't know what the fuck he's singing (laughs) And maybe he's singing his friggin' uh, McDonald's order or something. <laughs> Chicken, chicken, waffle, fries. Whoa, yeah, kicks on my heart because my arteries are clogged. Whoa, 
Yeah. <laughs> Baby. Yeah, if you're a Motley Crue fan and you're getting mad about us talking about Vince Neil, I never want to see a fucking fat axle meme out of your ass ever again. Bro, uh, you know, if you're a Motley Crue fan, fucking own up to the fact that Vince Neil's a fat mofo. Yeah. You can't help but love him, though. Sorry, just the add-on for any fucking Motley Crue fans. Hey, at least my band doesn't all have fucking hep C and probably been so much <laughs> sex. They have fucking every STD on the planet, including well, AIDS. let's be real. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, the worst slash probably got was Okay, okay, so you... That was in his hair. Oh, did you hear about uh, Motley Crue's... Uh, uh tour getting postponed this week yeah i think it was bound to happen but like they literally waited until the last fucking minute yeah actually on the phone now we have vince neil from motley crew caputo why don't you ask him about that and see what he says oh uh oh vince neil uh, uh how are you sir yeah yeah what the fuck's going on uh, i was just wanted to get some questions about your uh, the postponement of the uh, big uh, summer stadium tour God, you blah, blah, you big tour, yeah, man. We're really looking forward to doing that tour every time, man, you guys. And it was just, it's a fucking bullshit, because then all of a sudden, you know, we're trying to do this fucking tour, and then the goddamn COVID-19 shit coming off. So now all the stadiums are like, man, we can't get everybody in. I mean, shit, I'm not playing in front of, like, 12 people again. I'm not, I'm done with that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, we postponed it till next year, so maybe more people can come out of the stadiums and won't feel so fucking pussified by this goddamn virus. Yeah, and also uh, maybe for you to get in better shape, Mr. Neil. You know, I don't you like know what to... the fuck you're talking about. I'm in the best shape of my life. What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you saying, you fucking asshole? This is all muscle. Well, uh, according to some of your recent uh, videos on Cameo, you seem to probably still look out of shape and also hey, intoxicated as fuck. Hey, hey, you shut the fuck up. This is muscle. This is all muscle. It's all shit. I'm a demon. This ain't nothing but cold steel and sex appeal right here, baby. That's all this is. Right here. So you're it's saying muscle. you're not you're not fat, you're just big boned. Fat. It's muscle. You're just big boned. Yeah, fuck you guys. I'm hanging out. See you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> what a fucking just, asshole. I can't believe you just kneel, man. Yeah. Was, fuck, who cares? I let you do the interview, and you go and do this, man. I'm really disappointed in you. Listen, it's not my problem. He's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> All right, so, uh, where were we? <laughs> I forgot what we were oh, doing. I think 1988 uh, or 89 we were 19... going to. Yeah, let's do 88. Uh... <laughs> anyway, Bruce Springsteen was in fucking Rome doing a world tour. A photographer took out of Bruce in his underpants, uh, Sharing an intimate moment with his back singer, Patty Scalafa. I have no clue who that is. Shalfa, I think. No. Shalfa, okay. Shalfa, okay, yeah. The picture confirmed the rumors that Bruce and Patty were having an affair. That's why you don't bring it. That's why you bring your wife on to her. She's there. To, you can bone her at least. You don't have to bone your backing singers. I know, right, man? You don't, you don't shit where you eat. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Nirvana's debut album, Bleach. Well, this is in 1989. I probably should start with Nirvana's debut album, Bleach, was released in the United States. Uh, the title of the album came from the poster Bleacher Works, urging uh, drug users to bleach their needles. And Cobain, uh, Kurt Cobain claimed that most of the lyrics on the album were written the night before the recording while he was feeling pissed off. And uh, he did not regard them highly. Well, 
That makes two of us, Kurt. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I've said it on here on this show before, but I'm not exactly the biggest Nirvana fan. I think I've, I may have said they're the most overrated band in fucking history. I thought you said that was the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Beatles may be the most overrated. We don't piss too many people off me if, if we stay on Nirvana too long. But what do you think? Maybe you can save it. Uh, I'm not crazy about their debut album. I mean, Nevermind was all right. But, like, I'm not like too crazy about them either. I think, like, Nirvana was, like, right for sort of that time in, like, rock and in music in general. Like, it was just, like, there. They probably weren't going to last that long after their third album. Like, whether or not Kurt Cobain killed himself or someone killed him or whatever, you know, there's a whole fucking thing on that. But, like, it probably weren't going to last. But maybe one more album and that was it. Like, or they have to change their sound, like, drastically to, like, sort of still keep up with the ever-changing tides of music in the 90s. But it was, yeah. it was good while it lasted. It was a good, what, like, six, seven, six years? 89? Yeah, five, six years. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say anything else. Because <laughs> I talk too much on Nirvana. We will never have another listener on our show. Because I will pay <laughs> everybody off. Uh, let's see. Speaking of the most overrated band in the world, in 2002, uh, a rare autographed copy of the Beatles album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, sold at auction for 34,000 pounds, which is about 57,800 U.S. dollars. Uh, more than five times the estimated price. Yeah. Uh, good for you. I would pay one of dollars for that album, so autograph <laughs> or not. So. In 2003, Radiohead scored their fourth UK number one hit with their sixth studio album, Hail to the Thief, a phrase used by uh, anti-George Bush activists during uh, controversy surrounding uh, the 2000 election. Um, what do you, what's your favorite Radiohead song? Um, the one from rock band Creep? That's the only song I know. I don't know any, so <laughs> good but on you. I'm a you creep. <laughs> You didn't get me that time. Mm -hmm. Usually I say that when I think it's a band you never heard of either. So. Well, I've heard <laughs> of them. I just don't know any of their music. Yeah. So in 2005, actually, let's skip ahead to 2010. Yeah. A case against a man accused of threatening Elton John's life has uh, withdrawn uh, just hours before the trial was due to begin. Neil Horsley, what an unfortunate name. Yeah. had responded to Elton's suggestions that Jesus Christ was uh, gay in a parade interview uh, and wrote an angry response titled, Why Elton John Must Die. Sounds like this Horsley guy was an asshole. I guess if I had a name like Horsley, I'd probably be uncomfortable too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, this was probably like before you could, you know, send an angry tweet about it, you know. So I have to write it a letter. He sure made an ass of himself. Yeah. I mean, it would have been better if his last name was Donkey, because, like, that could have worked, but, hey. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the sound effect for my last joke. You have failed conclusively. <laughs> it's a new one. It's been on there for a while. I just, I guess we've never used it. Okay, that was 2010, so we got one more. 2016. Led Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page denied stealing the riff to Stairway to Heaven, which he took... When he took the stand and a copier, it took 2016. It took that fucking long for this to go to trial. Oh, dude, Zeppelin's been dealing with anyway, court cases since they started. 
of similar shit like this. I know, I know at one point I wasn't supposed to, when I was a kid, I've told this before, but I was from a super Christian household and apparently Stairway to Heaven has uh, devil lyrics in it if you play it backwards. Well, yeah, I mean, Jimmy Page did sell his soul to Satan. I'll tell you this, though. If you take, like, the Beatles and Nirvana and you play their albums backwards, uh, they actually sound better. (laughs) Jesus, fuck. (laughs) Anyway, the band was uh, accused of lifting guitar line from Morris, the 1968 track of by the band Spirit. Let's check that out. Let's do our own investigation here. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. What <clears throat> oh, is this? It says it's Spirit. That's hard. I don't hear anything. The song's called Taurus. Did you search it right? Yeah, by the band Spirit. Oh, here I can hear the similarities. Yeah, I can hear the similarities. I mean, it's not exactly the same. There are definitely some. But... Yeah, well, that's interesting. I feel like it's just a coincidental thing, though. Yeah, I don't feel like it was stolen. Uh, Page says that uh, he, you'll see, Page testified that he had never heard the song until people started posting comparisons online. But uh, he admitted to owning several Spirit albums, but only remembered buying two of them neither of which contained Taurus. And under questioning, he conceded that he did own a copy of the band's self-titled uh, debut album, which it uh, appears. It could be, what's it called? That uh, crypto, uh, Cryptonesia? What are you referring to? Have you heard of that? Cryptonesia? No. Uh, when, comedi- like when comedians, it happens with comedians a lot, where like uh, comedians will accidentally steal each other's jokes because maybe they heard it and then, uh, don't remember where they heard it from and think they made it up themselves. Yeah, are you sure that's not just called Dane Cook disease? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Dane Cook is how I heard of, uh, I think it's called Cryptonesia. Let me look that up. We'll check that out real okay. quick. Well, I joke, but like Dane Cook has been accused of stealing a lot of jokes. So, Well, yeah, I mean... he's been accused of it by more than one person. Yeah. Cryptomnesia. It's got an M in it, my bad. It's a, it occurs when a forgotten memory returns without it being recognized as such. Interesting. So, I mean, if Jimmy Page owned the album back in the day, but, like, had maybe listened to it once, it could have just been, you know what I mean? Like, he could have just, like, thought of it, but then didn't realize where it was coming from mm-hmm. and thought he was coming up with something but uh, it doesn't tell us in here if they won or not so i don't i, I, I don't think they won or i think we would have uh, we would have probably heard about that by now for any lawyers lawsuit aficionados definitely let us know if you know the uh, ending of this civil suit or whatever whatever it is hey guys this is dustin now this episode was heavily riddled with many technical difficulties as you've probably already figured out by now 
And uh, first off, I want to apologize for that. When we recorded it initially, as we were going, everything sounded fine. We had no inkling that anything was wrong up until the point that we got here right now in the editing process. Um, So for that, I want to say I'm sorry and thank you for bearing with us as we uh, cobbled together the best episode that we possibly could with what we had to work with here. Now, our next segment is going to be the watch-along to the beautiful, dangerous music video by Slash and Fergie. Because of the nature of this segment, and it being a watch-along, every ha- everything has to go down in real time for it to make sense. So, when it comes to editing and stuff, <sighs> there's not going to be really much I'm going to be able to do in this segment to clean it up like I have the rest of the show. So, we want to go ahead and acknowledge it. And say thank you for your patience, thank you for supporting the show, and thank you for your understanding (laughs) right now. And uh, we'll make it up to you next week. All right, folks, we're going to be watching the music video to Beautiful Dangerous by Slash featuring Fergie. And we invite you to watch along with us by going over to GunsAndRadio.com and clicking on the link to episode 44 where you'll find it embedded in there or just looking it up on youtube yourself so uh if you need to pause the podcast uh go find that then uh go do that now that's probably uh, the opportune time uh yeah so uh with that we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna watch beautiful dangerous uh you want to cut it down yeah uh, before i do i say i highly recommend you watch this one just because i was reading the description of it and it is it's some some motherfucking shit that's all i'm gonna say so, uh, oh, insane. <laughs> get, get that fucking link loaded right now. Demanding Fergie. Fergie is really hot in this video. I mean, she's always hot when she's not, you know, pissing her pants on stage. So <laughs> I waited 44 that. episodes to say that joke. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, this is going to be the only female led song we'll ever review on the show. Probably, yeah. I mean, unless there's some one I'm forgetting of, but I doubt it. I don't think there is, but anyway, you you ready to go? Yeah, um, let me just, let's get the countdown going in three, two, one, click it, play. I recognize that motel. Oh, it's supposed to be like an off-brand Super 8? Yeah. But let's be real. So far, so far, this junky ass apartment is how all hot girls live, in my experience. Really? This is a very accurate reflection of a hot girl's apartment. I mean, minus, of course, all the stalker photos on the wall. Yeah, and the raccoon eyes. <laughs> uh, I like that look where they sleep in their makeup. Oh, uh, just like, oh. Uh. No. Oh, no. You ain't never brought a girl home from the bar. She wakes up after the. Come on, that's pretty hot. It's not. I'm a classy <laughs> man, Dustin. I don't know about you. <laughs> I like the hoes, man. I like the sluts. So. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Bless her. Oh, yeah. Bless her. Hmm. I, I was kind of wondering, like, where's the electrical plug for that TV to work? Or is that just like That's a, a very good question. <laughs> is that the is that the okay she's in a motel, is that the T V yeah. that came in the motel? I mean How I long, think yeah. 
Okay, this is, this is a motel. How long has she been staying in this fucking room that it looks this shitty? Can you imagine room service comes in like? <laughs> Bro, and they... Room service never coming in there. <laughs> Hang on, here comes my favorite part. Yeah, right there. Okay. All right. Mm. There's a lot of butt and there's a coochie shot out there. Oh shit. <laughs> Ah, oh, I remember that backdrop. Oh, hey, Miles Kendrick. <laughs> I know, right? It's not about yeah. you, man. Get the fuck out of here. Weren't they, didn't they, before they were called the conspiracers, conspiracers, weren't they called Face for Radio? No, I think it was just Slash, you know, Slash, whatever. Because I remember, like, that, they made a CD that night in Atlanta. They used to record all the shows and sell them as a live album. If you were there, you could buy it. Yeah. And, uh... They're just expensive, so I haven't bought it again. But Lost I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there you go. There's the plug. Is he doing shots of Monster? Yeah. Hey, what's your name, Kyle? Yeah, well, Slash doesn't drink alcohol anymore, so he just gets a Jaeger bomb minus the Jaeger. Yeah. Fun fact, that was apple juice in this drink. <laughs> oh, Rufy. Oh, really? I was gonna say, if Slash got graffiti now, he'd, like his heart would like explode, or whatever pacemakers <laughs> in his heart would literally be like. But you see how he's really all confused. That. You see, like he's all confused and everything's blurry, but there's no sense of confusion on his face. Yeah, like, that's one of the things I was talking about. Like, look at him right now. He's woke up in this situation, and there's no sense of urgency in his facial expression. It's really it's like, hard to look at Slash's face right here, but if you can do it, he just looks bored. Like. He's like, I've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> she got, got me again. Yeah. It's just Plus, another case of uh, cryptomnesia. <laughs> just another Tuesday. Uh, just like the 80s. <laughs> this is how Slash gets a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> So look at the. Pay attention to the ending here, because I have a. I have a theory. Oh. So, like, even when what he's struggling, are you? <laughs> even when he's struggling, he just looks bored. Like, come on, lady, again. Plus, with the spikes on her ass, driving into his fuck. It took you that long to start struggling with that shit going on. Yeah. Motor boat. <laughs> Okay, so that's it. And now, it's, yeah. Oh. My theory, I'm going to tell my theory here. Um, you notice how at the end of the song, uh, mm -hmm. it cuts back and forth to her in front of the TV? And her, like, you know, doing the sexy dance on him. Yeah, but they're doing the same thing. I think what we're being, what they're implying is that Slash was never there and she's just fucking crazy and none of this ever happened. That could be. That's definitely a, a definitely a, a hot take. You know, I could definitely agree with that. And it makes more sense that she's crazy to me, and that none of this shit ever happened, mm -hmm. uh, because Slash didn't drink at the time. I yeah. mean, could he be still found in a strip club? Probably. Yeah. Um. It's a it's a interesting video. I mean, 
definitely definitely could make you think about the whole meaning of it and everything for sure. Definitely has multiple meanings. So like it's a it's not bad. I mean, is it like a great music video? Is like a visual masterpiece? No, but like it's there. So. Hey, there are some parts of this video that are very visual, much a visual masterpiece in my opinion. Yeah, but like and I it's, think it's, you know which ones those are. This, uh, this is you know me. <laughs> In the softcore porn reading, it, it's it's lower <laughs> than than a call on me. So <laughs> yeah, it could have a little more of that. <laughs> yeah, a lot more. Not enough camel toe. <laughs> I'm a sick bastard. Yes. <laughs> oh wait, I gotta. Carol Baskin. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, ratings. Let's do ratings on it. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I'm not crazy about this song. It's it's all right. I mean, I'll probably just give it like a two and a half because it's like not one of my favorite songs from this album. It's not bad. It's not terrible. Like it's sort of in that in between for me. Like would I maybe I'll listen to it like here and there every now and then, but it isn't like something that like pops out to me where it's like I would you know definitely put this in a playlist or like. Oh, it's a, it's a must listen to when it comes on and you hear that with the opening notes and you go, oh shit, you know. To yeah. me, it's that's not really that, but it's it's there. I mean, it's cool that, you know, like, definitely, like, it's seeing this collaboration of, like, Slash with, you know, someone of the, the pop star caliber of Fergie. And don't get me wrong, she is talented. Like, but not crazy about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one we disagree on. Uh, I'm going to give it at least a four and a half. And mm-hmm. I do listen to this one rarely. It is in my normal playlist. And uh, sometimes I get the mood and I'm like, yeah, let's throw on Beautiful Dangerous. Like, because uh, it's usually when I'm in the mood for like Hailstorm or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or I've been listening to a lot of Hailstorm and other female rock songs. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, let's throw that on. Because it's, to me, I think it, one good thing about it is that it shows the side of Fergie that. Uh, we don't normally get to see because she does mostly rap shit. And, yeah, uh, mostly pop. But the odd time you do, she she can definitely sing rock. Like then I think a lot. I think had it been anybody else, like had it been Lizzie Hale, uh, this song probably would have gotten a little more thought of, a little more highly by our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that definitely. Wouldn't it be some shit though if like Slash was doing one of his solo shows and Lizzie Hale came out and sang this? That would be a bad idea. But I love it. I I really like this song, and I'm I'm glad that we've uh we've got it in the can. So I'm gonna give it four out of five. You give or four point five. You give it a two point five. We kind of disagree, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's 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 definitely not one for everybody. Everybody's not gonna yeah. like this one. I was gonna give uh, it a two, but then like I gave the extra point five just for for the booty. So. <laughs> yeah yeah i gotta admit when i was making the thumbnail for this uh or the cover art for the episode uh i didn't mind watching that part in slow motion a couple of more times than probably <laughs> necessary to get the thing to go. <laughs> Holy shit. But, but with that um let's uh you want to spin the wheel and find out what we're doing next week let's spin it It's bad I got that memorized.
Automatic overdrive by Slash. Okay. Woo. Two in a row. Yeah. Now, now we're, well, we went from Slash and Friends to Slash and the Conspirators. Oh, okay. What album I is believe, this album? I believe this is World on Fire, which is a freaking great album. Shit, have we done, haven't we just like constantly done World on Fire now? We've did what, Savage Sun? Um, Serve You Right, I believe, was World on Fire, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, let me double check. Hmm. No, Serve You Right was from his latest album, sorry. So we've okay. done other slot. I gotta look at her friggin'. Listen, every week we literally forget which episode number we're at. So, like, we're already losing our minds here with this. So, I'm going to look back and see what Slash songs have we done so far. Uh, we'll, so, serve your we'll right. Talk about the, we'll talk about that next. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for extra. All right. Would it be some shit if we have a Slash month like we had an Izzy month? I'd be down for that. Oh man, you know what? Hang on. Before we close out, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk to Slash. Just let's see what he thought about uh, "Beautiful Dangerous," and uh, right. and uh, and that's and that whole bit. Uh, let's see if I can get him on the phone real quick. Oh, here he is. He's in my contacts. So let's just call him up here. What's up, dudes? Hey Slash, it's uh, Chris Caputo from the Guns and Radio podcast. How you doing? Uh, yeah. Uh, dude, I'm sorry. I I'm just, really stoned right now. I just uh, no, I just wanted a quick a few uh, words. Um, we're just kind of recently uh get a review of one of your songs from your very first solo album. Uh, I don't know if you remember "Beautiful Dangerous," the song you did with Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. That was me. Really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, Mister Mister Slash. That was that was you. Check check the uh, album track list. Uh, uh, dude, I don't know, man. I think that was Adler, bro. I don't no, know. No, uh, Stephen Adler does not have uh, that much pull as you do, unfortunately. He can't even get a properly singer for his band, so. Uh. I don't know, bro. I think that was Adler, though. Wait. No, listen, listen. Steven's a drummer. What the fuck else is he gonna do? Wait, who? You're, you're referring to one of your old bandmates. About? You were talking about Steven Adler, one of your your former bandmates in Guns N' Roses. Oh yeah, yeah. That dude's pretty cool. What what about him? Um, you 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 thought that he did a song with Fergie when in fact it was you on your very first uh, solo album. Oh did a song yeah, with uh, yeah, I remember now. Sorry, dude. No, no, that was Izzy. No, is uh, Izzy's busy singing about farms and uh, being tied up in old tunes and uh, Keith Richards. Uh, wait, is this the, Izzy? No, this is this is not Izzy's driving. Uh, cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, you want to get high? Uh, maybe. Cool. Hang on, I'll be right back. <laughs> I, I think he set the phone down. <laughs> I, I think he forgot about us. We'll see if Slash comes back on the line in GN Extra. 
All right. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what the fuck's up with that guy, man. Quarantine's getting to him. <laughs> well, uh, get over to GN Extra. We'll continue our conversation over there on GunsAndRadio.com. And uh, don't forget to tune in next week for Automatic Overdrive. Going to be looking forward to that one. Boop. Until next time, I'm Dustin Bones. I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you next week. Peace.